Hey there, and welcome to the Emotionally Intelligent Parenting Podcast. Before we begin, I want to acknowledge the Darug Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I live, work, and record this podcast. I pay my respects to all First Nations people, elders, and ancestors, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. So today, this episode is actually going to be something that came from my Facebook community. It was a post that I put up probably about a week ago, if that, and all I had written in the post was, what do you wish you heard more from your parents growing up? So that post blew up. People had so many thoughts and so many feelings about it. There were so many responses. I've sifted through them. I loved reading them. Um, there were so many hearts and <laughs> so many emojis that, that went on that because people really had something to say about what they wish their parents had done or said um, more to them as they were kids. And even if you feel like, I don't know, a lot of people feel like they don't remember much of their childhood. I don't know if that's you or, um, but I really think that there are things, certain things that we either remember our parents did a lot of, or we kind of can't remember them ever doing or saying. So anyway, this post fascinated me and I love asking little questions and putting little quotes and things like that in the Facebook community. If you're not in there, by the way, it's called Let's Raise Emotionally Intelligent Kids and it's in Facebook. So go in there and join. <laughs> um, but and you might actually see that post. You'll you'll see it. It's still up there now, probably. And so I wanted to go through some of the responses because it would mean so much to your kids if you started to just um, be a bit more mindful with, I think, your your language and what you say to them and how often you say it, you know, it's kind of being a bit more intentional and um, conscious about how we interact with our kids. Like this is something that I need to remember doing myself because life can be so busy, work can be so busy and we kind of get on autopilot. So, um, and that can be, I mean, that can be not good sometimes. So Anyway, I wanted to read some of these comments out to you guys. I want you to kind of think as I'm talking, which ones hit home for you, because it's really, I think it's really powerful to kind of reflect back. What would I have liked to have heard or what didn't I hear as much? And how is that sitting with me now? Like, how is that affecting me now? Because this stuff doesn't leave us. It kind of every experience we have, every interaction, even if we don't remember it bit by bit, it's almost like an invisible brick that kind of builds our, you know, our way of being and our personality and things like that. So it might not sound very important, but um, I, I think it accounts for a lot. So let me read out some of these comments and I want to kind of get your brain ticking a little bit um, as we go. So um, the question was, what do you wish you heard more of from your parents growing up? And I've kind of um, picked out some of the real common themes and some of the big, the, the common comments, I guess. So first up is, are you okay instead of you're okay? So who, like, just think about how, how different those little phrases are. Are you okay instead of you're okay? I know we talk about sometimes being dismissive as parents and um, not really thinking too much about what what's really going on with our kids. We see their um, experience as, you know, it's it's not a big deal. It's, it doesn't need to be made uh, 
a um, big issue out of and things like that. You know, you don't need to cry so much. It, it doesn't hurt that much and you're fine. It was an accident. He didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. So that's a big change. Are you okay instead of you're okay? Next one is you are not responsible for my emotions. Ooh, that's a big one. And the same parent also said, it's okay to cry and to feel things deeply. So she would have liked to hear, to have heard that more. You're not responsible for my emotions, as in the parent saying that. And it's okay to cry and feel things deeply. Mm. Another one is, it's okay to make mistakes. I'll help your learning with how the world works. So it's okay to make mistakes. And I love that that second part, I'm going to help you with your learning about how the world works. That's what our kids are here to do. They're here to explore and learn and discover, make mistakes, mess up. (laughs) And it's okay to do that. Uh, I think a lot of us now in this day and age, maybe it's just the circles I'm in and what I see being posted and things. We're getting really into that space of allowing and honoring mistakes and sometimes even celebrating them. So um, they're not a bad thing. Uh, another parent had written, I'm sorry. So she wanted she wanted to hear more of I'm sorry without making me the scapegoat. That they were proud of who I am and my accomplishments and not my accomplishments, sorry, or that I need to accomplish more just to look at me and say they were so happy to have me as their daughter. I tell my daughter these things constantly because this is what I needed to hear and never did. So that's a really good point. What did you never hear and what would you what now can you um, pass on to your kids the things that you missed out on I know our kids are not I'm not saying that they're carbon copies of us but being more conscious and aware and intentional with what we say and how often we say it I think is that's that's really huge Um, I like that part I'm sorry without making me the scapegoat yeah sometimes we do that Mm. okay so another parent said Um, she would have liked to hear her parents saying, I could have handled that differently and I'm sorry. Wow. So taking that ownership and that accountability as a parent, oh, I think, I feel like that was pretty rare back then, (laughs) you know, and it's hard now. It's really hard to apologize to kids and say, you know what? I stuffed up or I shouldn't have yelled or I should have handled that differently. Whoa. That's like, that feels, it's hard. It's tough, right? She also said, um, I care what you think and you matter. And this parent said, my mum would constantly tell me what I think doesn't count and that no one cares what you think. And I've carried that in my mind ever since. And I do not want to give that version to my children. Wow. So that's really powerful. Another parent said um, she would have liked to have heard, I am not going anywhere. So sometimes our kids get in their mind these um, they draw conclusions in error about what we say and what we do in our behavior and about what happens remember they have a very under construction brain a very underdeveloped particularly that frontal lobe that really gives them the capacity to make realizations and um, and understand things about our world and the people in it so I love that she said I'm not going anywhere like A parent may never, may never have even uttered those words, you know, I'm going to leave you here or, you know, keep going like that and you'll be on your own. Sometimes parents do, but sometimes parents don't say, we don't say things explicitly and yet our kids pick up on that message. So we need to be more clear, I think, with our language. Another parent said, I'm sorry and I'm proud of you and I'm here to listen when you want to talk. 
Like think how mature that language is. (laughs) Clear, honest communication. A lot of us struggle with that, right? Another parent said, I'm sorry and I'm here for you. What is going on? And let's work it out together. I love you no matter what. I hope you guys are taking deep breaths with me. I am. (laughs) It makes me think about my kids. What do I not say to them? And what do I think they know? What do I assume that they believe? Maybe they don't. Maybe I just need to say it. Even if I think it's weird or I think they already know. Another parent said um, she wished that her parents would have said that their love for her and her siblings was never in doubt. You know, I actually say to both of my kids um, quite often, there's nothing that you can do that will make me and daddy love you any less. Like nothing, nothing at all. You know, even when they make mistakes or really mess up or really hurt one another or lash out, there's nothing. I might not be happy with what you do and it might not be okay, but there's nothing that you can do that will ever make me love you any less. I love that. And I think that's that's a really powerful, simple thing to say. Um, I'm proud of you was from another parent. You don't need to worry about anything. We've got it all figured out. Everything is under control. The bills are all paid and we have a savings account for you to help with college. So you don't desperately need to jump into marrying someone for the sake of stability. I see you and your feelings are valid. You can set plans and achieve them. Whew. That was from one mum. How powerful is that? You don't need to worry about anything. We've got it all figured out. Like you can be the child, we'll be the parents. You let us handle all those worries. Oh, my heart. (laughs) So guess what the two most commented um, responses were? This is really interesting. I wonder if you can have a think about, I'm going to let you guys know them in a sec, but from uh, like from all those comments and and there's more I picked out kind of most of the the big ones or the common ones um but think about your own childhood and reflect back what do you wish that your parents had said more um and are you doing that like are you communicating those to your kids so the two most popular I want to say or the two most commented the ones that showed up the most were first one is I'm sorry and the second one is I believe you isn't that crazy I believe you I wasn't so surprised by the I'm sorry because I know that very generally speaking parents of our our parents kind of era were not um, it wasn't common for parents to kind of admit fault, um, admit that they messed up or didn't have it all figured out or all together, you know, weren't perfect. And uh, the apology, like that can feel, I mean, it feels really yucky. It can feel um, shameful or it, it brings some guilt like, oh, I said or did what I didn't want to and I shouldn't have, you know, I don't know if you're um, like me, but a lot of a lot of the kind of stuff that happened and and things were was often like swept under the rug or just ignored or we just got on with it. Um, I heard someone the other day say um, the the parents saying sorry was like, "Are you hungry? Do you want some food?" Or I've I've cleaned your room or I've got that thing ready for you. So almost like an apology that 
is not actually a, an, a verbal I'm sorry and I take accountability. Anyway, so I'm sorry. That was the one of the big ones. And the other was I believe you. So why why do so many of us want to hear have wanted to heard from our parents that they believed us? And that just makes me think because very often we dismiss and invalidate our kids feelings and what they say. We think it's not a big deal. They're making a mountain out of a molehill. They're being dramatic. You know, we I think don't we don't enough say to our kids you know what? I get it. And how you're feeling is valid. And I believe you and tell me more. I want to understand. Sometimes, sometimes we don't have time. We think we don't have time. We think it's not a big deal and we have bigger fish to fry, you know, more things going on. It doesn't matter if you can't find that toy, just get in the car. Um, who cares if she took the last one, go and get something else to eat. You know, we don't often say, I believe how you're feeling and it's important I want to hear about it and let's work this through together. So these are some of the things that potentially your child or children want to hear more from you. I think it's a really powerful discussion to have and something really important to think about. Like I said, these these comments came from my Facebook community this week. I've obviously kept them all anonymous, you know, people's identity I want to protect, but it is a public group. You can go on there and, you know, you'll find the post. It's really interesting to look through. And I think if we are thinking these now, then guess what? Your kids are going to be thinking them either consciously. They're going to be thinking, I wish mom or dad did this or didn't do that. But from in years to come, we know that they're still going to have memories. And are we doing you know, the best we can? Um, are we doing as much as we can to let our kids know we love them, we trust them, we believe them, we're here for them? what they say and think matters um, and that they matter. So why not just say it to them? Sometimes it's going to sound silly to us. We might feel awkward and I totally get that. And I think that kind of comes from just the fact that like we didn't get this. A lot of us didn't get this as kids. So it feels weird. It feels a bit foreign. So I kind of want you to push through that. Just say it. It's only it's only sounding silly or weird or a bit over the top to you. Your child will lap it up. (laughs) They will love it. It will be like gold. It's speaking their language, right? Um, So I want you to kind of think about picking one thing, maybe one of these things today that you heard me say or something that you wish you heard a lot more of. And I know sometimes we think, well, if I, I didn't get this growing up, why should you? Well, we're here to break the cycles, right? We're here to go, you know what? I want to do something, some things a little bit differently. I want to do things in our way. I know what I missed or what didn't work for me. And I'm going to do what I can to change some of those um, habits. So maybe imagine if your child is, I don't know, 20 or 30. What would you like them to say when you ask them, you know, what do you always remember me saying? What do you remember a lot of about your childhood? What do you remember a lot of? I think those are some really interesting questions to ask. So thank you for being with me in this episode. Um, I think that was really interesting. I think it's so good to hear from other parents literally across the globe with their experience. I think everyone's shared experience is valid. And I think we cannot and should not ever argue with someone else's 
experience or the way they um, experienced their childhood. It, like I said, our kids are not carbon copies of us. So we can't, you know, we're not going to just replicate how we were raised. But I think it provides us with some really good insight to look into. So what am I doing differently and how am I showing up in ways that maybe I would have liked my parents to? we are all doing the best we can with the the knowledge we have for the times that we're in. Um, Luckily, we know a lot more now about child development, neuroscience, um, psychology, and we have a lot more access to research. Well, we have access to research that we didn't back then, that our parents did not. So I guess maybe I'll leave you with be gentle with yourself, but also with kind of memories of your childhood and your your parents or caregivers because um, the world is changing at such a fast rate and I know there are things that when my kids are that old when my two kids are in their 20s and 30s I'm sure they'll be like we wish you didn't do that or you never did this or you always said that and I'm gonna think oh my god I thought I was like nailing it (laughs) and I wasn't but I'm doing the best I can and um yeah we're all trying so anyway be gentle with yourself thank you for listening i'm so grateful that you're allowing me to kind of have my voice in your ears and maybe just change some of your parenting habits yeah and i hope it makes a difference so if you have liked this episode if you've listened to any others i want to say a huge thank you and i would love 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 if you could give the podcast a rating maybe put a comment about what you love about it so that really helps to reach more parents All right. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys. So if you love this stuff that I've been talking about on the podcast, I would encourage you to go and check out just a couple of my really short, low cost online courses on my website. I've got about five or so at the moment and I'm adding to them. The first one is actually free. It's called Introduction to Raising Emotionally Intelligent Kids. So you can jump on straight away get access to that course, complete it in your own time. I love that one. That is so cool. One of my other favorites is called Decoding and Diffusing Your Child's Challenging Behavior. So this is about understanding the nervous system and the developing brain and why our kids sometimes seemingly go into fight or flight when we ask them to turn the iPad off and come for dinner. (laughs) So that's a really cool one hour masterclass. I would encourage you to check that one out as well. There's also ones on supporting anxious and sensitive kids. There is another favorite called Help, I'm a Shouty Parent. (laughs) That's a seven module course, but you could smash it out probably in an hour, hour and a half. That's really cool. And then the last or the latest one is EFT tapping. That's emotional freedom techniques tapping. It's around how to deal with our own big emotions, frustration, anger um, and things like that as a part of obviously being a parent. So I would encourage you guys to go and check them out. They're just at stephaniepinto.com slash courses. So go and check that out. I'll put that link somewhere down in the show notes so you can check it out and let me know what you think. I'd love you guys to give one a go. All right. Have a great day.